Eric Carlson is a Pittsburgh Penguin. That means that some Penguins have ended their tenure with the Penguins. Who are they? Who did the Penguins get in a, in a three-team trade along with Eric Carlson? We're about to find out. Welcome to an emergency podcast episode of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. I am your host, Scott McGregor. And after our quick introduction and a quick timeout, we are going to get started. I'll reflect on my thoughts on the trade. We'll get into what the trade is. And plus, we had some news breaking in Buffalo on the gridiron. We'll get into that. And we'll also get into some Blue Jay news with a guy from Buffalo in Davis Schneider. All of that on this emergency podcast episode of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. After the introduction and a quick timeout, we will get started. Welcome to Sports for Beginners, the show where we cover our favorite teams, sports media, and other topics. I am your host, Scott McGregor, so let's get ready to hit the field. Another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. Come on and celebrate with us, the Blue Jays fans. When number 19, Jose Batista, makes his triumphant return to Rogers Center. And your Blue Jays take on the Cubs. Blue Jays, Cubs. August. On Sportsnet. For tickets, visit BlueJays.com and get ready to welcome home
the bat flipper himself, number 19, Jose Bautista. Jose Bautista and your Toronto Blue Jays join together in celebration of a tremendous career with the bat flipper himself, Jose Bautista, when the Chicago Cubs come to town. Get ready to hear the honoring rolls as number 19, Jose Bautista, gets welcomed into the Raptors when the Chicago Cubs come to town. So get your tickets and don't miss out. Hello and welcome to an emergency podcast episode of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. Welcome to those of you in Pittsburgh, in South Africa, in anywhere in the States, and of course, Brazil, Germany, United Kingdom, Canada. We welcome everyone that has recently joined us in any country you are from. Welcome, bienvenue. Thank you so much for joining us today i i gotta i gotta give a shout out to the co-host and the host of locked on penguins hunter hoodies friend of the show and of course uh his co-host patrick damper i think they called this because they were saying on friday's edition of locked on penguins they said on friday's edition of locked on penguins that we needed to stay tuned to see if there was a Eric Carlson trade done. Well, boys, you called it. You called it. You absolutely called it. Eric Carlson is now a Pittsburgh Penguin. And actually, as we speak, uh, Kyle Dubas, and we'll get into him on our end of the month show for July that's airing in that's airing in August. Of course, this is August 7th. August 9th will be our weekly in sports end of the month July show because we'll also have an end of the month August show. Maybe it might air in September at some point, but weekly in sports will continue. More on that a little later on. We'll get into Kyle Dubas becoming officially president of hockey operations for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And of course, he is now officially the new GM for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But the reason we're here to talk right now, and at least for this portion of the program, we'll get into some Blue Jam football news in just a moment. But the main reason why we're here to talk to you today on Monday, August 7th, 2023, is because of the trade. The third trade that Kyle Dubas has made this season, I, I should say this offseason, because I think, I think it was more of a third and second trade in his tenure with the Penguins since becoming the president of hockey operations, and now 
the new, yes, I said this, the new official general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins. What you're looking at right now on my screen, courtesy of pittsburghpenguins.com. Actually, I should say courtesy of nhl.com slash penguins. Is the August 6th Sunday article that broke when the deal was finalized. And here we go. The Penguins were receiving this trade before we get into all of it. They will receive Eric Carlson from the from the San Jose Sharks. San Jose Sharks. I almost said Detroit Red Wings. That's not who they're receiving. And this is a three-way team deal with the Montreal Canadiens and the San Jose Sharks. Anyways, Pittsburgh will receive defenseman and Norse Trophy winner Eric Carlson from the San Jose Sharks. They are also getting from San Jose a 2026 third-round draft pick and Delian Hamaluk, forward from San Jose. Speaking of forwards, they are also getting Raheem Pitlick from Montreal. Montreal is also giving up Mike Hoffman, who the Sharks will receive. And the Sharks receiving three things from the Pittsburgh Penguins, including two Pittsburgh Penguin hockey players in Mikel Granlin and Jan Ruda. But they also receive a 2024 first round draft pick from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Meanwhile, coming to Montreal from Pittsburgh, the Penguins are giving up a 2025 second round draft pick to the Canadians. They're also giving up goaltender Casey DeSmith, defenseman Jeff Petrie, and forward and struggling prospect, as I've heard on many areas. Nathan Lagar. Let's dive into the article here before I offer my thoughts on the trade by Penguins release, as you can see on the screen. The Pittsburgh Penguins have acquired defenseman Eric Carlson, forward Reem Pitlick, forward Dylan Hamlick, and a 2026 third round draft pick in a Three wit in a three team trade involving Sa the San Jose Sharks and the Montreal Canadiens. It was announced today by President of, of Hockey Operations and General Manager Kyle Dubas. Details of the trade are below. I've gone over the trade here, so let's move on. Carlson is signed through the 2026 2027 season. And his contract carries an average annual value of $11.5 million. San Jose is retaining $1.5 million of his salary yearly. Pitlick is signed through the 2023-2024 season. And his contract carries an average annual value of $1.1 million. Hamlet's entry-level contract runs through the 2023-2024 campaign and carries an average va annual value of $798,167. Uh, 
And now Carlson, who won the Norris Trophy as the NHL's best defenseman for the third time in his career, he's won it in 2022, 2023, and in 2012 and 2015, finished the season with 25 goals, 76 assists, and 101 points in 82 games with the San Jose Sharks. He became the sixth defenseman in NHL history, the sixth defenseman in NHL history, and first since Brian Leach in 1991 and 92, to have a 100-point season. The 33-year-old led all the def- all defensemen in goals, assists, and points, and finished 11th overall in the league in points and fourth in even strength points with seven before. The seven-time All-Star has played 14 seasons in the NHL with the Ottawa Senators from 2009 to 2018 and San Jose from 2018 to 2023, accumulating 178 goals, 583 assists, and 761 points in 920 career games. His 761 career points ranked 22nd in NHL history among defensemen, while his point eighty 83 points per game average is the eighth highest minute 300 games played minus 300 games played. The defenseman has hit the 20 goal mark three times in his career in 2013, 14, 14, and 15, and 2022 and 2023. And the 70 point Fletcher five times 2011 and 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 16, 16 and 17, and 2022, 2023. Carlson has also tallied eight goals, 45 assists, and 53 points in 67 career playoff games. Lots more to pick up on here, but I'm going to go back over here to the to what is received here and offer, as I unshare my screen here, I'm going to offer you my thoughts on this trade. I think this was a slam dunk for the Penguins, but I'm not so sure, even with Alex Nadalkovich being added to the Penguins roster before the trade happened with Casey DeSmith, I'm not 100% sure I like Casey DeSmith going to Montreal. But let me just back this up here and give you what Elliot Friedman had to say on the trade, because he did speak on Sportsnet about this trade when it happened yesterday. So before we Before I get more into this trade, I want to give you Elliot's view of the whole thing. 
me just find that out here for the moment. Because this was big. This was big for the Penguins. Let me just say this. This was big for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Before we get before we go any further, I want to give you the thoughts of Sportsnet's own Elliot Friedman, who is on the 32 Thoughts podcast, hosted, of course, by the one and only Elliot Friedman, and of course, Jeff Merrick, who is also the host of the Jeff Merrick Show. Let's hear what Elliot had to say. As we continue here, we'll do so after a quick commercial break. In this case, what I mean is the ad that you're currently seeing on your screen. All right, here you go. To break down this trade, here is what Elliot had to say. Check out 32 Thoughts of the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, that is with Elliot and Jeff. Here's Elliot Friedman, courtesy of Sportsnet. For more on the trade, we're pleased to be joined now by Hockey Central's Elliot Friedman. Elliot, great to see you. Kyle Dubas has himself a brand new Core 4, albeit a little bit older version than he had in Toronto, but it is a huge move for Pittsburgh. Were you surprised that Pittsburgh were the winners here, and how does it set them up for the upcoming season? No, Jesse, uh, I was not surprised. I I think that Pittsburgh had been working on this quite a bit over the last little while. I think we kind of got the feeling over the past couple of weeks to months that it was down to Pittsburgh and Carolina. And when Kyle Dubas was GM of the Maple Leafs last year, he took a long look at Carlson, but there was just no way to make it make it happen. I think he's been interested in Carlson as a player for quite some time. And also, don't forget, he's got Jason Spezza there as his right-hand man, and Spezza and Carlson have a long history. They do have a long history. We're going to pause here and wait. But you're listening right now on our podcast via credit and all credit to Sportsnet. We have via the sportsnet.ca. This is where the video is coming. And this is Elliot Friedman talking about the Eric Carlson trade, which I'll provide more of my thoughts on in just a moment. So I think this was a player that Dubas coveted. I think he really wanted him badly. And uh, I think at the end of the day, that, um, you know, he was in a situation where he was willing to take more money than most of the other teams were. I think Carolina was somewhere around 2 to $3 million less they were willing to take uh, over the term of the deal than, than Pittsburgh was. And I think that was a big factor in what San Jose was willing to do in return for Carlson. So then how do we grade how the Sharks did here? Of course, Mike Greer took his time. He wasn't going to rush this. He... You know, you reported in the past that he didn't want to retain something like 50% of Carlson's salary. So how do we rate the return for San Jose? Well, I think, Jesse, that is a story. If right now I would grade it, I would grade it as incomplete because I think what we're going to see here is where this goes down the road. Like, if you take a look at this right now and say, well, I want to determine today and give the Sharks a grade, you wouldn't look at this and say, well, the Sharks got a ton in return for Eric Carlson. 
I, I think what I'm curious about is where this goes over the next few years. So even though San Jose uh, is, keeps 1.5 million of Carlson's deal, you take a look at what comes off their books, the rest of his contract, and also players like Granlund, uh, who they got, and Hoffman, who they got, they have less term. So they're going to have a lot more cap flexibility. Now, you know, if you go back and you look at a few months ago when they were talking to Edmonton about a Carlson deal, they were asking for a lot more. They were asking, for example, for multiple first-round picks. I think sometimes you ask, and then the reality sets in about what you can do. And I don't think that San Jose was going to be able to get that type of return for Carlson. But I think what you're looking at, Jesse, is where do we go in the next few years? With the cap room opened up, are they going to be able to get some players? Are they going to be able to bring some new bodies in? And, you know, I think one of the other things with this team this year is I wouldn't be surprised if they're one of the teams looking at the top of the draft for a player like Macklin Celebrini. So I wonder if this brings out the true rebuild of the San Jose Sharks. And Montreal was happy to help make this deal come to fruition. Why were they okay with being the third wheel in this deal? Well, you say third wheel like it's a bad thing, Jesse. We've all been there before. Uh, you, you know, I, I would say this with Montreal. I, I think what they did was, you know, they had a lot of forwards. If you look at their depth chart, they got a lot of forwards. Um, you know, Eric Engels reported today that, you know, that Pitlick wasn't necessarily happy with his situation. Hoffman admitted that it didn't go very well for him in Montreal in his conference call today. You know, Montreal clears out a couple of players and they didn't have to retain salary on them. I'm curious to see what happens here with, with Petrie. Does he get traded? Do they move him, flip him for more picks slash prospects or a player or something like that along the way? But I think what Montreal does is create some flexibility. They move a couple of players off their roster who either weren't happy or they weren't happy with. And they create a situation where they can do something else here with Petrie. So obviously, I don't think I don't think Pittsburgh could have done this deal without a team like Montreal to help out. But Montreal gets a draft pick out of it, and they get some flexibility with their roster, and they get the opportunity to do something else. So I think as the third party in this deal, they get something done that will help them out. I know one thing about Pittsburgh is that they made it very clear they were not attaching a first round pick to Jeff Petrie. They, you know, there were some teams asking for it. The Penguins said they were not going to do it. Montreal found something that made them happy. Okay, Elliot, this is the big trade that we've been waiting all summer for. We know you're about to jet set on vacation. Before you leave, give us something. Is there something rumbling? Give us something to chew on uh, while you're getting some sun. Well, I, I think the one thing we're all wondering about was Dumba, but that happened today, too. We went to Arizona. Like, I'm wondering if Pittsburgh is going to go after, like, a Thomas Tatar type player. I think they're going to have room now up front to add somebody like that. And uh, I'm wondering if he potentially could be one of the players they target. You know, I'm looking for like an Austin Watson kind of thing, too, to happen. Um, you know, he got married on the weekend, and I'm, I'm sure a great wedding gift for him would be a, a, a new spot in the National Hockey League. I still think there's some, some players out there that are kind of fascinating, but I, I would say the one I'm kind of most curious about is a guy like, uh, like Thomas Tatar. Could he end up in Pittsburgh? That's interesting stuff. Now, I'm not sure what an off-the-clock Elliot Friedman looks like, but uh, you, sir, deserve it. Enjoy your vacation. You know, I just want to say that I'm, I want to thank all the teams for getting this done today because if, 
this would have happened on the trip, I think my wife would have killed me. Saving Elliot Friedman's marriage is Kyle Dubas and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks very much, Jesse. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Not much that we needed to hear there, but you heard Elliot mention. The thing about driving. But you heard Elliot mention that there's a pop. Okay, maybe not a possibility, but there's a chance. Okay, okay. I'm going to unshare my screen for the moment because I'm getting to the point where I probably won't be able to do it. But anyways, you heard Elliot, Elliot mention, that's Elliot Friedman. You heard him mention that, you heard him mention that Montreal was able to make Pittsburgh happy because there were some teams that wanted a little bit more than what Pittsburgh was going to give them. And Montreal found a way to make them happy. Thus, the trade we just spoke about just a sec, just a couple minutes ago, before I sent you over to the media availability, which we will actually get you to. We'll show you, uh, or I'll, I'll bring that back up again. For your viewing eyes, it'll be in the description of this emergency podcast episode. Uh, that was Elliot talking with Jesse. Now, I don't know if it's Jesse Rubinoff, but whoever it was, Elliot provided his thoughts on the trade. He said he was not surprised that the Penguins were deemed the winners of the Eric Carlson watch and Eric Carlson trading rumors. But nevertheless, Casey DeSmith's tenure with the Penguins is over. Jeff Petrie is no longer a Penguin. Mikhail Granlin and Jan Ruda are no longer Penguins. And of course, the prospect, Nathan Laguerre, is not a Penguin. And he's also not a prospect for the Penguins anymore. Now, offering my thoughts on this, I feel like this is a win-win for the Penguins and the Sharks. Maybe it's not a win-win for, uh, for Montreal. But again, like Elliot said, and you've heard him say it, and I'm pretty sure if Jeff and if Jeff and uh, I'm pretty sure if Jeff and Elliot talk about this on 32 Thoughts, the podcast, or on the Jeff Merrick show, which I think they are going to talk about. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, Elliot said that Montreal found a way to make a three-team trade happen and make sure that Pittsburgh was okay with it. And you also, you heard a lot of good things. My personal view on this, I like this trade. This looks pretty good to me. However, I feel like the defense and I don't have I don't have it up with me right now, but 
Uh, if you go to Locked On Penguins, I think you can see it. Uh, you, I think you can hear actually. It wasn't on Locked On Penguins, but if you go to Locked On Penguins, uh, you'll probably hear uh, what Hunter and Patrick had to say about it. I'm pretty sure we'll have some more information from Locked On Penguins and from the Pittsburgh Penguins in due time. But we actually, all we do know is that after this trade, so today on the recording of this podcast, and I'll touch on a few things that the Penguins have tweeted out um, with regards to Kyle Dubas speaking to the Penguins media following this trade. The latest two things that they've posted, and there's actually a video here. We're not going to show it to you, but I'll, I'll, I'll link it in the description here. And this was one of the things that Dubas said, according to a tweet four minutes ago from Pittsburgh's Twitter. I guess you could call it X, but I'm going to call it Twitter. And Dubas says, there's a lot of work to be done. The team missed the playoffs last year. There's no dancing around it. We try to supplement as best we can. And I know that there will be people that doubt the group, that doubt the group, we have to go out and prove it starting the first day of training camp. And we're actually a, a few weeks away from, tra- from training camp. I believe if I was reading it before, if I was reading it correctly, I believe Dubas said in some of his um, media availability that I'll link uh, in the description of this episode, if I can find the, if I can actually find a video, um, <clears throat> Dubas did say that we were about six weeks out from training camp, and we're going to talk some Buffalo football in just a second. But first, as we are rounding out, as we are rounding out using the weekly in sports. Uh, podcast area where I'll talk to you on Wednesday from. I do want to talk about this because we're going to talk about Buffalo to round this out. But before we do, I want to give you my thoughts on Jordan Phillips returning to the Buffalo Bills Fresh off the pup list. He was fresh off the pup list. And that was something that was somewhere that you didn't you didn't expect uh, him to return from. I think he was probably scheduled to uh, if he was on the pup list, he was scheduled to miss. A couple of games this season but he's back and it looks like he's ready to go let's actually i'm gonna pull up youtube here and we'll do this before we get to uh before we get to all the stuff uh around and we'll do this before we get to all the stuff around 
uh, the Blue Jays, just to round this out, because we are going to talk some Buffalo here. And a reminder that Shout will be live tonight in Rochester, in Dorado. Make sure you check that out. That begins at, I believe the podcast is around 6.30. Maybe it's 7.30. I'll have to double check, but make sure you go check that out, Bill's Mafia. I do want to actually play for you what Sean McDermott had to say, because he just spoke with the media about three hours ago. Maybe, maybe we don't have much on Jordan Phillips, but let's see what we can get from your head coach slash defensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. So before I share my screen as we await an ad here, we are going to bring you here on this emergency podcast episode, we're going to bring you head coach of the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, who, as mentioned, when we talked with Ryan Talbot before, and Ryan is a friend of the show. Well, we are going to bring to you, we're going to bring to you um, now the head coach of the Bills slash defensive coordinator. So ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, now that we have Sean McDermott up, let's hear what head coach Sean McDermott had to say today in front of the media. All right, so here's what I got. Uh, Vaughn, obviously, and Tyler still on PUP. Uh, and then players that will not practice. Ed Oliver, he's got a back soreness. Isaiah Coulter with still uh, nursing through that knee. And then Cam Lewis um, with his groin uh, from a little bit of the uh, fall yesterday. And then, and then Reggie with a groin as well, Reggie Gilliam. So... Uh, with that, I'll turn it over to you with your questions. With Cam, no head or anything like that? No. Is Phil, Phil's been mostly just conditioning yesterday? Is he going to be more of a participant today? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, just we'll continue to ramp him up based on how he's feeling this morning. I don't quite know where that is yet, um, but I expect him to be uh, at least what he did yesterday. Hey, could you speak a little bit about, um, I know the D-line competition is pretty hot and heavy, but Epinesa had a really nice night Friday, it looked like, from any guy. Can you kind of talk about his progression this yeah. season? It looks like he's really kind of come back ready to go. Yeah, he? he's dialed in. Um, and, you know, he's a pivotal piece to, to our success this year. Um, you know, his development, um, you know, you could tell in the spring, he had put a lot of work in in terms of in the weight room prior to coming back to Buffalo in the spring for the OTA period, and um, he looks like he's in a good spot and uh, continues to grow every practice. Ryan Bates has gone from right guard to center yeah. in the same practice. How unique is that for, for him to be, to be able to handle that mental load? Yeah, I mean, the position flex that he has, and we saw that um, when he got here, um, 
we got him from Philadelphia years ago. I think it was his rookie year. He was uh, he played different positions, he played some center, he played some guard. I think even in the first game, uh, in the Titans game that year, I remember him playing tackle maybe as well, uh, if I'm if I'm accurate on that. Um, but his position flex is is a, is of great value to us. Right, I get back to the pass rush there. I mean that's an area where. Um, we've talked about you want more out of. Yep. You've got a lot to create, a lot of competition. Like that. Can, can you speak to maybe how intense that competition is and is it meeting your expectations at least at this point in training camp? Yeah, I mean, I think just overall, our whole team, we've got a lot of work to do yet. And, and uh, no different in that position. There's been flashes of it, um, whether it be from an individual player or the group overall, but that has to continue to develop. Um, pivotal pieces, AJ being one of them, and then some of the other players, uh, you know, play a part in that also in their development. So um, there's pivotal pieces on our roster that need to need to step up in order for us to have uh, a good season. And, and that's uh, some of the work that's got to get put in. You talked a lot about adding Dalton Kincaid and kind of what he's bringing, but I was curious from a defensive coordinator perspective, what is having two tight ends and kind of not knowing where they're going to line up, what does that add from your, like a defensive coordinator perspective? How does that make things harder? Uh, I think, you know, again, just when you have a, a rookie player, he's got to go, he's going to go through some growing pains and, um, you know, uh, coach Dorsey and the offensive staff are going to continue to figure out the strengths of, in this case, Dalton, like all of our players, and then put them in positions of strength. Um, and you try and manage some of the weakness, uh, weaknesses as well. And, um, you know, Dalton's a skilled player and. But at the same time, he's still a young player, so um, there's still a lot of work to be done. How much do you feel Jordan Phillips' time missed because of the injury? Maybe has him trying to play catch up at this point in training. I mean, anytime you miss a couple of days or or even one day, I mean, from a competitor standpoint, when you're not when you're not out there, you feel that, and then when you miss multiple days or now weeks, you know, going even back to the spring. Um, there's some there's some catch-up work that's that's got to be put in and, and Jordan will do that um, he's been out there paying attention he's been out there getting the mental reps in terms of um, what he can control through the PUP and then now that that's taken off uh, getting him back integrated into what we're doing the walkthroughs are, are very uh, productive or beneficial for him because the walkthroughs allow now him to uh, participate and, and get the mental reps where he couldn't get those mental reps uh, prior to that. Now that we're a couple weeks into camp, what's it been like for you to wear both hats, be kind of behind the offense watching, then be on the sidelines? What's that been like for you? Yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting trying to find, um, you know, just where I need to be at the right time and then just being self-aware I think is important enough to know that uh, okay, I haven't spent time here in some, t in some time, so I need to get around um, say the offense a little bit or special teams. Um, it's just hard to leave. All right. I apologize for taking the, that off of Sean McDermott, but uh, you can hear the rest of the McDermott press conference over at Buffalo Bills on YouTube or, of course, on the Buffalo Bills app, the mobile app, or at buffalobills.com. And of course, it may also be available on, or maybe clips of it may be available on Buffalo Bills Social.
But wrapping up our show today with a topic that minus what we came on here for, which I wanted to get it out of the way right right off the jump. This 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 might just be this might just be as we get ready for a row for a homestand for the Blue Jays with the Cubs and the Phillies coming to town. They're currently on a road trip beginning at 7-10 with their next series and their final series, I should say, against none other than the Cleveland Guardians, who had quite the had quite the had quite the scene going down. They had quite the scene going down, but this is big news for the Blue Jays that happened that has happened because after being called up by the Blue Jays yeah that's right I said after being called up by the Toronto Blue Jays ahead of the series with the Red Sox Davis Schneider, Davis Schneider, does this in his first major league at bat. And he had a couple more hits in the game. And in this series, he has had a couple of those. But check this out this happened in the first game and i'm actually going to show it to you after this goes through i'll show it to you after this goes through but davis schneider davis schneider hits not has nine hits in his first three. He has nine hits in his first three MLB games. Not well, nine hits combined in his first three MLB Major League Baseball games in his career, including two home runs, like this one, which was during his debut game. When the Blue Jays beat the Boston Red Sox seven to six. Sorry, seven to three, I think. Let me just make sh- let me just make sure I'll make sure on my phone here. Uh make sure I have that correct. But nevertheless, the Boston Red Sox lost this series to the Blue Jays. And on the debut day, yes, it was a 7-3 final, 7-3 final for the Blue Jays. But on that debut day for Davis Schneider, Davis Schneider, 
He did this. Seven games with Buffalo. And he gets one in the air to left. And back at the wall is Duran, and it's gone! Davis Schneider homers in his first big league at bats. Look at that smile on his face, rounding third base. Unbelievable moment for this guy. And the Blue Jay fans are... Unbelievable moment for Davis Schneider. Those are the voices of, I believe, Joe Siddle and Dan Schulman. But, but check this out. It didn't just happen on the debut. No, 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 no. In the finale. In the finale of the three-game set where the Blue Jays won 13 to 1. He did it again in the top of the fourth. And that's his second home run of his major league career and of the season. So Davis Schneider having a heck of a weekend. He's having a heck of a weekend, fans. Having just come up to the Blue Jays, following the Blue Jays losing a series to the Baltimore Orioles, the division-leading Baltimore Orioles, and here are the men that called the game for the series. Schneider Dan, won for... Dan, Dan Schulman and, of course, Joe Sito, I do believe, was calling that game. But anyways... Here is, again, David Schneider... This is home run number two. And even after the home run, he has become the first hitter in Major League Baseball in his first three games to have nine hits, including a couple of home runs, two home runs to the exact. And this one was even sweeter. Schneider one for four against him in a couple of games. The one's a home run. And guess what he has done again? He blasts it right on out of Fenway Park. And Davis Schneider has been an unstoppable force here in his first three games in the big leagues. Unstoppable force here in the big leagues. I think I think fans, the question here, and I might do this if I put this out, uh, and if I put this out on YouTube, uh, I'll remind everybody that all credit for these videos here is what you can see. Our credit to Sportsnet, credit on the Buffalo Bills YouTube channel and YouTube for 
um, Sean McDermott's press conference that we heard earlier. And of course, <clears throat> anything else that we show you goes to the Pittsburgh Penguins. In terms of what we did show you, instead of a instead of any audio, we didn't have no audio for Pittsburgh, but that's okay. We'll finish up this highlight, and that will wrap us up here. Joe, this is some crazy stuff going on right now. His teammates agree with you, Dan. Look at the reception he is getting as he approaches the Blue Jays' dugout. There you go. Well, that about well, that will about just wrap the program up. We talked about what we wanted to talk about with regards to David to David Schneider. We talked about what we were here to talk about for the for the portion of the program, which was Eric Carlson getting traded to the Pittsburgh Penguins in a three-man trade. A reminder of the players and the prospect that got traded to the Montreal Canadiens. The prospect for the Penguins that was traded was Nathan Laguerre. He is going to Montreal. Jeff Petrie is going to Montreal. Casey DeSmith also going to Montreal on this play. And Pittsburgh also giving up two Montreal, a 2025 second round draft pick. Pittsburgh will receive from San Jose, Eric Carlson, Dylan Hamaluk, and a 2026 third round draft pick. Meanwhile, from Montreal, they are receiving Reem Pitlick. Hopefully I'm pronouncing the name correctly. I apologize if I have not said it correctly. And San Jose, to wrap us up here, as we remind everybody of what the deal includes, the San Jose Sharks are getting from Pittsburgh a 2024 first-round draft pick. Mikhail Granlin, Jan Ruda, and Mike Hoffman from Montreal. So Jan Ruda, Mikhail Granlin, and the 2024 first-round draft pick are coming from Pittsburgh. And Montreal is giving to San Jose, Mike Hoffman. <clears throat> well, that will wrap us up, but it won't wrap us up for the week. It'll wrap us up for the week after, after tomorrow's show on Tuesday, where we will talk one-on-one, -on -one, unless Ali and Thomas join us, with Erica Lindsay Ayala, host of Locked on Kraken. And every other Friday on Locked on NHL, the Women's Hockey Spotlight. We'll talk about all of that on tomorrow's show, which will be episode 27 of our second season. This, however, is a bonus content episode, and it is a emergency podcast episode. We'll have a couple of these when trades come around, whether they're for Pittsburgh, for Buffalo, for, Buffalo, for Toronto, for 
in this case, when I'm talking Toronto for the Raptors, the Blue Jays, perhaps the Argos. We don't talk a lot about the Argos, but we might change that up. Given the way that the Argos have played. And of course, the Toronto Maple Leafs, we may talk about some of those. Uh, in other emergency podcast episodes. Up next on our schedule tomorrow, Erica joins me in studio to talk Kraken and women's hockey. Maybe we'll talk a little mental health. And of course, on Wednesday, August the 9th, it will be the long delayed episode of Weekly in Sports, end of the month for July 2023. Sure, we will get that one to you. We'll touch on the trade. We'll touch on Kyle Dubas getting promoted to general manager and, of course, becoming, as you already know, the president of hockey operations for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And we'll touch on the other promotions that were made last Thursday on Wednesday's show for Weekly in Sports. And we also talk some more Davis Schneider. Continue to get you ready for the Cubs taking on the Blue Jays. That's when Blue Jays game recap will return. And I will be the host of the program on Saturday to recap that game because. It's a special day. We've been talking about it since the beginning of the ball, since the beginning of the season. Make sure you join us because you definitely, definitely do not, and I repeat, do not want to miss this. The Toronto Blue Jays. Remember Jose Bautista? Well, guess what? This weekend, yes, this weekend, on Saturday, this weekend on Saturday, This weekend, the Toronto Blue Jays will be sending Jose Bautista's number and name to the level of excellence. Wait, what? Bautista's going to the level of excellence? 
Yep. You heard me correct. Jose Bautista. By this time next week, when the Blue Jays are getting ready for when the Blue Jays are getting ready for a when the Blue Jays are getting ready for when the Blue Jays are getting ready for the Philadelphia Phillies the Blue Jays will be will have already excuse me They will have already put Bautista's number and name in the level of excellence. Now, there could be a lot to be said for for Bautista. But the one thing that stands out to me as we wrap up here is the fact that Bautista is getting honored by the Blue Jays. And my goodness, is it ever going to feel good? to see Joey Bats back in the building. Tickets probably sold out like wildfire, but if there is any tickets that you can get your hands on, get them now because you're going to want to be down here. You're going to want to be down in Toronto when Bautista comes to Toronto. You're going to want to be there. You're going to want to be there. I don't know how many times I could say you're going to want to be there. But as the Blue Jays play game two of a three-game set with the Cubs on the weekend, before that ball game gets going, the Blue Jays are going to honor number 19, Jose Bautista. And put his name in the level of excellence. I'm super excited for that. And I cannot wait. That's going to do it for our Monday show of Sports for Beginners, the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you will join us, especially if you like the Penguins, the Bills, the Raptors, the Blue Jays, and of course, the Maple Leafs for some women hockey talk. And of course, Seattle Kraken hockey talk. With Erica Lindsay Ayala. Because we're going to talk a lot. We're going to talk about a lot. 
Uh, we'll probably add some mental health in there. And of course, we will also like to remind everybody that Erica does tons of other stuff. And if you just can't get enough of hearing her and me talk, or in this case, if you if you're looking for another area to go check it out, then stay tuned because after our outro music and message, there's there's one more place you can get to hear Erica Lindsay Ayala besides Locked On Podcast Network. And of course, wherever else you can find her. There will be one more place tomorrow on Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. You can find her. Where will that be? Well, I would tell you, but I'm going to let the commercial tell you. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's tell. So as you may remember, when we last spoke, I told you that sports reactions, that sports reactions, which is a co-host area I have it didn't last very long but sports reactions has been discontinued and that's where I was co-host for all over the map will I still be on all over the map of course It'll just depend on when Ali is available. And of course, I do want to let everyone know that you can actually catch Ali and Erica on all over the map. After our conversation or before our conversation with Erica. Honestly, it's really up to you. If you want to make all over the map, if you listen to sports for beginners, your if you want to make all over the map your second listen. After you listen to us. That's fine. If you want to make all over the map your first listen and us your second listen, that's fine. You'll hear Erica talk on both podcasts tomorrow, August 8th, 2023. For now, as we always remind you, and I allow the audience to say this with me as we go along. We'll say this tagline together as we 
always remind you it is never goodbye. It is until next time. I will see you tomorrow with Erica in studio. But thank you so much for joining us for the emergency podcast episode. And I hope you'll join us Wednesday for Weekly in Sports. Which reminder will be available on the Weekly in Sports YouTube channel. We'll make uh, the third episode of that available on the YouTube channel. Right now it's a private, so we'll make that available for you eventually. You can see all of these episodes on the Sports for Beginners podcast audio feed, wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great rest of your day. Hold fast. Stay true. Let's go Kraken. Let's go Bills. Let's go Blue Jays. Let's go Pens. Happy birthday to my favorite Pittsburgh Penguin hockey player. Happy 36th birthday to Sidney Crosby. My favorite player for Pittsburgh hockey. Happy birthday to Sid. Thanks so much for listening. Let's go Bills. Let's go Blue Jays. Let's go Kraken. Let's go Maple Leafs. And let's go Pen. That does it for us. We'll be right with you tomorrow for Erica Lindsay Ayala. In the meantime, hope fast, stay true. And enjoy the rest of your day. See you later, sports fans and non-sports fans. Thank you so much for listening to Sports for Beginners. If you would like to learn more about the show, you can visit the podcast Facebook page or visit the official website. You can also send us an email at sportsforbeginnerspodcast8231 at gmail.com. As we always remind you, it is not goodbye, it is until next time. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out all over the map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash 
alitechgroup.wordpress.com.